0: saves Africa. Last time I uh, was sitting down with Cori open and Bash and we were discussing tech ideas that can phenomenally and remarkably change the African continent. Where we left off we were discussing some of the questions I had that would uh, evaluate these ideas in a layman sense and evaluate the realism of some of these ideas. Please enjoy the rest of this episode and feel free to contact us at partayrefger at gmail.com and partayrefger on Twitter. Thanks so very much and enjoy.
1: My question for
0: you and, and for the other gentlemen on the podcast as well is that do you think just culturally we're ready, you know, because in some societies, I did transparency leads to you know, significant political backlash or you know, anger and protests in the street, in the streets. But if we somehow learn today that Buhari steals one billion dollars every day, not that he does, I'm not making any situations. <laughs> and it's clear that we all do, and we all learn this together, and we're able to check and verify that that is accurate. Would we, as a society, do anything about it? Um, that's a good question. I guess it. I guess the way you present it in terms of bam, today we just learned that for are still one I believe that even the transitions to a system like that where we know that the government is this level of but account- has this level of accountability and transparency it doesn't happen like that. But as mm-hmm. we transition to a more transparent government, people can start to learn how we could I mean the government especially is at least ideally should be a fragmented entity, at least the way Nigeria as a federal republic works as the legislature, as a judiciary, and as the executive separately. Mm-hmm. So at least that helps, you know, add accountability to the executive if they're doing something for the judiciary or the legislature to act according accordingly. And the only framework behind that that allows that to happen is the people who vote you guys in right. in the first place. And the transparency thing also spills over to how the elections work and all of that. I see. So also, you know at least give people a little more confidence in the electoral process. And I know this is kind of like a high idea, but again, as as a startup ecosystem starts to grow more cohesive and all of that, Mm -hmm. I believe there's a real opportunity to be able to influence the
2: government thusly. Mm All
0: right. And,
2: uh, yeah, uh, one of the, just a quick comment there is like, I actually, I really like the ethos of that. Idea mm-hmm. um, okay. and just the, the grandness, right, of saying, okay, transparency in Africa, in Nigeria, I can just change the game in a bunch of ways. I love the way you kind of cascade that, like, you know, the election process. And you start with, like, transparency on who has been effective as a public official and who, has, who hasn't, right? Mm. Some, yeah. some way of discussing that, right? That should be a nice virtuous cycle get people to to be here yeah. somewhat correctly because you can't get back in office. Yeah. Right. We've ensured <clears> that the <throat> actual electrical the, ele- the electoral process is somewhat fair. Right. And then we've ensured that people know uh, when you're just telling both his lies about what you did or what you, you were able to do. So right. I actually think that's a pretty cool idea. And I think the fact that you linked it to tech companies um I, that's that's something I'm Curious about about offering kind of position because I know that really has this whole transparency push, like you know buffer line transparency. Like, do you? I'm just curious. Of where, do you think that is generating any type of results in, in a small way, maybe just within the ecosystem, the tech ecosystem, in the Yaba? uh kind of world or uh, I'm just curious
3: what what impact is in there.
1: Well to be
3: fair, um when we talk about uh when we try to be transparent, it's it's less about what impact it's going to have and just about like being different for a change and showing everybody that we're going through the same like Problems and it's equally difficult. And this is how we did this, and so maybe this will help you. Mm. Um, well as for the impacts on other companies, and if it's making them any more transparent, I don't know. I don't feel like it is.
1: Mm.
3: Maybe in a small way. Yeah, but not very significant. Uh, but I think it's a it's a long term thing before, um, because. Even like look outside the technology world, look at it like on a family level. By default, um, because we we have grown up learning to figure out our own problems mm-hmm. and fend for yourself. Like as a Nigerian, you grow up learning to sort everything for yourself. So we tend to internalize like everything we're going through mm-hmm. and feel like, oh man, like there's really no need to go to share like the difficulties i'm just going to solve my problems and move on mm. i'm just going to fix the road in front of my house and buy a chain that never goes off
1: right hmm.
3: and what and house and no knows anything i'm not going to tell them um the fastest way to sort this or sort that i'm just going to i have too much i'm dealing with that my my priority is solving my own problems and not like sharing how i'm um, solving them but mm. the, 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 main, the the thing that is really wrong with that is that we forget that we're we are dealing with the same things at the very basic level mm. right imagine this like we've had how many startups in um over the past few years we've had a couple of startups in lagos people are starting to share their, like people share their stories when they like close shop now like it's like, oh yeah, so we couldn't really sustain this, so we're closing the business. But throughout the whole process of running the business, about like, nobody really talks about how difficult it is to run a startup in Nigeria. How much fuel you have to buy. Like yeah. you go in there, nothing's you knowing <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You go, you go in there, you know, and it's like every company I've worked at it's the like, I could deal with, but nobody talking to anybody about it to so know if there's anything to learn. Maybe yeah. on a small scale. Maybe like you know. They're just a couple of guys in the ecosystem that are friends. And so, like, this guy can give you advice when you're starting your office. I'd be like, oh, make sure I have a Nepal guy that you should talk to. Hmm. Right. But why don't we have that Nepal guy on here? Everybody else starts to make up. I know that's unreasonable. I mean, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're dealing with the same problems. So, for us, it's just a step in the right direction of sharing everything we're going through because, one, I don't believe it's unique. Right so just us, and right. so somebody else might be. Able, it might be easier for somebody else to learn from um, these things. Right. Um, in the ecosystem, it's, it seems to be improving, but it's still like a closed circle thing. Like, like if you know, if you know this, say, you know, like, right. um, last yeah. week somebody somebody a list of investors. It's primarily want to invest in, I guess Nigeria. Um, slash African um, companies in in certain sectors, uh, and it was public, and that's really cool. I mean, that's that's a good thing. Mm.
1: You
3: know, we're now we know you can talk to this person and not just keeping it to ourselves. Like, yeah, um, a couple of weeks ago, too, there was a um, there was a YC event at Pesta. Where people just—I mean, it didn't have to be off, but I guess because we're the first guys at YC, we just did the first one at our office. But it could have happened at anybody else's YC office. All these people came together to say, "These are the peculiar things I noticed applying to YC as a Nigerian, um, either from Nigeria or from the from um, the US or the UK. Like these are my peculiar issues. These are how many companies I started before. Then this is how. This is why I think they." funded me this is how you should do things this is what you should focus on and that's like the way to go ultimately mm-hmm. um, but beyond having talks and sit downs and um generally just we need to start actually sharing and making more things like public and written down
1: right, right? just
3: i don't know why we, we share like <laughs> things it's, that yeah it's, We're it's just it's... prepared to, to talk and we'll hear it. so yeah people should start Sharing data, documenting processes, letting okay. people who know that okay. Since we're going through all the same problems, how can we come together to, you know. So, to to share. And I yeah, think
0: And I think that's partly yeah, cultural it's... as well. Because, you know, just the way we're raised to keep you know, I know our mothers used to tell us not to tell anybody when we were travelling, those kind of things like that. <laughs> exactly. You can't let everyone be are there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um but but that's that's also hurts our prospects. Another thing I started to think about when you started to talk was, you know, even the, the amount of leverage that multiple startups have against institutions or governments to get things done is exactly. probably particularly exactly. larger. Uh, you know, if one if one startup asks for information from the government, that might be difficult to get, but if they're 15 or so, there's a lot more, you know, leverage in, in play there. Um, but, so let's get to Shagun so that he can share his idea um, and then we'll have a quick break after that. Oh wait, Corey, did you have a thought you wanted to share? Um, I, I'm just going to go back to the whole thing about culture that you mentioned. I really feel like, at least that's if I didn't articulate that too well, that was really a big part of the point I was trying to make. Mm. That it's it's a really cultural thing, and yeah. of course, Paystack is kind of you know pushing things in that regard so that people are pushing that thing things in that regards and okay. gradually as the culture starts to push and as it becomes a very, I don't, I don't just think it should be a passive culture thing, mm-hmm. it should be a very active thing even in, with the end goal of even starting to change how the government does things and the rest of society does things. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at Google, for instance, people really talk about Googliness, that is an actual thing that people talk about there and, and how even how that washes out into the surrounding society yeah, and this is into the rest of the ecosystem in that area. I mean, Googlers go somewhere else to work, or other uh, people will come to Google to work on someone else, and that kind of thing starts to dilute into yeah. the rest of the environment. And I really think that kind of you know, interaction is a way that this could really bring the ecosystem together and push that culture right. with transparency. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, Mr. Bash, um, let's hear your second uh, set of ideas.
2: Yeah, no, I I feel like this this transparency thing is just rocking my mind, man. I don't <laughs> even know if my, I don't know if my second idea is worth sharing. No, right? of course it is. Um, <laughs> but I, I really I really I'm really excited about that thought. Um, I'm really excited about interesting ways to do that. So if you guys can uh, you know, as we're going with the conversation or maybe after this conversation Talk about like that first step like how does one take a first step towards this on a a, a scale right Mm um in, in an interesting way i'll be i'll be very curious to hear that uh but for me the next the next set of stuff that um that i've been thinking about recently and i've seen um so the first the first piece was kind of like this understanding that hey if we if we build up if we try to establish a solid credit exchange a, a way to democratize information about people's credit behavior mm-hmm. and we build that starting with the kind of foundational stone of bvn mm-hmm. that's the closest they have found because i you need identity you can't yeah. talk about credit without identity yeah you have to, you to know whose credit it is um, yeah, you need a way to identify people. Right. If you say, okay, I'm just going to start. This is a segment of the population, but I'm going to start there. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons that's so important is that um, the ability to gain access to capital uh, for individuals
1: mm. uh,
2: is, is, transfer- is transformational. Right. right. One of the most interesting ideas here that I've, I've heard is around uh, people trying to gain access to capital so they can rent homes. Yeah, because the yeah, rent is just crazy. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, they asked somebody to bring three years worth of rent, right?
1: Yeah, three years worth of rent yeah but, like, and it's because it, they do that shit in the state.
0: Yeah, it's, so go ahead, they might arrest you.
1: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's insane. So, when I hear about companies like Cyber. Um, that that empowers a young. You can think about uh, like a young professional, finish school, first class, trying to get that first job. Yeah. Uh, but now, without that, he has to live an hour and a half away from work, right? right? Because he can't afford to get something closer to work because it's to bring to his rent. Right. All of a sudden you know, he he can get that place that's a little bit closer because he can pay monthly and he has a good salary. I know this is not usually the case, but there are some good paying jobs in Nigeria. Uh, He has a good salary, he can pay monthly. That is the individual. The next level that I think needs solid access to capital is uh, the organization. So on a kind of startup slash small business level, right, um, I think there's massive opportunities to help these guys, uh, help us actually because I'm I'm a small business owner myself. tonights it's like yeah. help us gain access to capital in interesting ways. I think the one of the one of the channels that's not currently tapped is remittances. So today I think Nigeria does like ten billion dollars. That's the one that we will see on paper. Right.
1: So any,
2: any, <laughs> any 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 financial data is for Yeah. <laughs> because, That's
1: all you know, we have been they, told. They, They're
2: telling us to do ten billion dollars in remittances a year. Um I'm like, yo, there's a lot of money. I know a lot of people just in the valley that could easily uh, put like a thousand, two thousand dollars without batting an eye mm. into a business in Africa. If you told them like yo, yeah, this this could be something, right. they spend that in a couple of, in a couple of weekends, right? Just mm-hmm. buy buy bottles a few a few times, a few more times than you need to. Yeah. They will they will put that they will invest that money very easily. I think that's another that's a powerful uh, to summarize kind of like that idea that it's just really focusing on the diaspora and helping channel funds, um, funds <laughs> back into preferably high growth companies, which would typically be tech startups and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also just growing companies. I think there's a lot of um, interesting service, uh, new service companies, product companies that are yeah. coming up in the country that could use that access to capital yeah. um, in an affordable way. Um, that, uh, that that don't currently have it. Um, so yeah, I think that's the
1: second, that's so, my second
2: idea.
0: So if sure, we're to, long, if we're to no, no problem at all. And I'm, I'm my mind is just spinning trying to see a materialization of this. So would that be some sort of, you know, perhaps crowdsourced platforms, essentially like a Kickstarter for African startups that puts up there, uh, that exactly. yeah, that puts a burden on the people to explain the idea well enough to get it funded um and then get, get them exposure to people who have perhaps a combination of investments slash philanthropic oftentimes just because it's you know the Afghan kind of content investments slash philanthropic goals so that they you know they say that oh you know this is something I'm doing to help a, a, a less uh, uh less privileged set of people and also to perhaps make some money. So do you think that would be perhaps a, a good approach to it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the perfect approach to it. I I, I always call it like Angel List meets Kickstarter for Africa. Wow. Um, I think the I think the the one key piece that I don't like in there is absolutely I am tired of it. Yeah. I think it has it has killed my country. <laughs> and I think it's killed my country. All right. There's so much. There's so much money to be made. Mm. In Africa, that doesn't make sense to me when people talk about aid and not investment, or philanthropy and not investment. Right. Invest the money. You so like, like, think, yeah, you know, like any, like any, yeah, like any. Um, there's there's risk, and you might not get that money back. But that's like anywhere in the world. Yeah, it really is. Maybe the risk is higher, so the the, the burden of the platform is to help de-risk right. and identify the serious players. Yeah, and maybe not identify even de-risk,
0: but help clarify differences in risk. Pie idea.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think that for me is like a is it's a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity that's under uh, underutilized. I think in general the diaspora is just undertapped, whether it's in funding,
1: mm-hmm. whether
2: it's in knowledge. Right. Um, I think it's just underused. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, one of the first places to start utilizing them is maybe in getting them to start pushing some money back
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, in ways that benefit them, not not to give it away, not to just to them, right? Make some money, make some money back. And
0: and the interesting,
3: um, thing, I actually know somebody that is trying to do the really keep certain thing. yeah. Okay. Uh, she's trying to set it up. Yeah, yeah
0: I'd
1: love to. So, i would probably get her
3: contact. Yeah, sure. Keep kind of looking forward to that.
1: That's
0: that's fascinating, and and the the challenge. You want to give her a plug? What what? Yeah. The... Well, give her a plug. Her Why not? What's her die? name? What's her name? What, what's it? I mean, if she's ready to have it out there, I uh, guess.
3: Yeah, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I can't do that because I don't know if uh, she's ready to. have it out there. That's that's fair enough. Okay,
0: and and the, the challenge with that is always that you'd have to figure out some way to get con consecutively people with ideas and some people that would be essentially the initial set of investors. Because people who are yeah. pitching their, I mean, yeah. pitching your ideas an efforts, right? So you know it's not, it's not easy. You have to put together a package depending on who you believe would be looking, all those kind of things. Um, and then the investor so, definitely so, wants to see good ideas on hand as well.
2: Precisely, and this so this is part of the place where I want to pick you, wonderful people to bring. Um, so the first set of the first set of investors, I think, goes back to some of the work that Radio has said. Telling you about that I did while I was here with the kind of trying to grow an African network of people in technology mm. uh, so Africa is in Silicon Valley starting at Google Facebook could uh, actually connected me with a brother at Twitter that I've just slowly said like um, igniting mm. but um, that <laughs> is that. Again, a very solid it's a very solid set of uh, first investors, right? There are people that are a little bit flush. I know a guy that recently put uh, five grand into being a producer on on an independent film. I'm like, bruh, really? Eh? Like, (laughs) If, if the money exists, something has to be done with it. Because he could do that, he could I didn't expect to make any money from it, but right. he wanted to see his name in the hey. in the producer list for <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right? hey. indie film that nobody nobody's probably going to watch. Right? Hey, you never so, know, man. You uh, Never know. <laughs> indie films can win Oscars. You never second. know. It might <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blow up. It might blow up. But, Fair but um, uh, you know, I'll take my biggest question. So I think that's the first set of investors. The question is, where is that first set of ideas kind of coming from? Um, what's the right source? I wonder where you guys. Of, of of ideas and people motivated enough and are responsible enough to be stewards of these people's money so like, what is that other yeah
0: if, if I perhaps at least let me with the least person with least experience in tech let me start here so that you as you guys give you a big bad ideas I, I don't have to follow up after you guys but um but, um, so in in construction, and I always refer things to construction because I find it very fascinating how the industry here has developed, not necessarily in technology but in organization, because of the amount of risk that is always involved with construction, you have to be particularly organized incredibly so um, because you're spending um you know tens oftentimes hundreds of million dollars on and every mistake costs a lot of money. um so the amount of layers of organization is always particularly important. Um, so let's let's start here. Um, I think that if you wanted to start talking to getting people to ideas, what you where you'd probably accrue the vast majority of your people would not necessarily be people that have really really gone well into their ideas because they may be a little less likely to take the risk of you know starting to create a new page and redirect their efforts to a new set of investors, but people who are essentially on the edge of starting an idea. And what you do is you put out opportunities for them to implement their ideas to a certain point, and guarantee that there'd be some money to help them take it to the next five steps. So maybe you call it the next, the first five step competition. You get them to take five, first five steps on developing a business model, developing a business plan, maybe creating some uh, marketing for it. Just simple things that you can do from your desk at a, at a, a part time part of it, you know, two hours a day for two, three weeks. You know, put it, put that together. And then you essentially guarantee them money for the next five steps. For example, if I were to build, I've had different business ideas I've wanted to work on. And if, if I had that kind of thing, I think it would be particularly helpful for just encouraging me to do. And then, and then, to pull in construction, one thing we have is called pay applications, and if you work in project management, this probably has, this probably works, this probably with contractors, this probably applies in various industries as well. And basically, how it works is that you don't, when you sign a contract, you don't get paid all the money at once. In fact, you don't get all of your fee yeah. at once. You get some general conditions, and then you get paid on a monthly basis based on the exact amount of work you've done, and you have to have evidence that you've done that amount of work so over the duration of the project so let's say you say i'm going to develop this this new type of lamp and it's going to take me 5 months the base is going to take me 1 month the, the frame is going to take me another month and so on so so as you develop each part and you show evidence that that part works you get the money disbursed to you for that amount so it reduces significantly the amount of risk any owner has because a single part you know the, there's there's feasibility between each part of it and they can You know, check on it and see if that has actually happened. So rather than having the risk all involved in one big windfall of money, it is slowly over time as that person works. In fact, I think that's how micro lending (laughs) should work as well in Africa. Um, So it's 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 an if if I were to be the one implementing that kind of idea, that is probably how I would implement payments. But then. I'd use the promise of money to attract people who are on the edge as far as developing business ideas. Yeah,
2: you know, I think, I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, uh, like have milestone based payments, milestone based releases. We actually, in my second startup, had something very similar from our investors.
0: Okay, how'd that work?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta say, it definitely does. You know, make sure the investors kind of have it by the balls, which was not a comfortable feeling. It, it is, but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, I I do I do agree that it significantly limits the risk for the investors, uh, which is which is a, a, a huge reason right. as to why I'm sure they did
0: it. Yeah, and, and you as a startup developer, it, it it gives you a power over the investor as well, because then you can say, oh, I'm trying to develop this base with the money you gave me. I'm struggling. Um, You know, can you give me a... So you have a more closer relationship. I mean, he's holding your ball, so your relationship is very close. So you can look <laughs> him in the eyes and ask him that, hey, you know, you know, I'm having some trouble here. Are there resources you could leverage being in a position of power to tell me that, you know, to help me get through this particular phase? So, you know, we, in construction, we work with all types of clients where oftentimes, not, not very often, but sometimes we have to ask them like, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? How do you think this should work? Can we get some of your guys involved in giving us information on doing this or that part? Um, so that relationship being ends up being very close knit, um, but that's all depending on you know the the each individual, the investor, the client, and all that. But but you know money at the end of the day is is what where people want to be comfortable. And even if even you are say if you're an honest person creating a startup, I think you'd almost much rather be paid for work you do, rather than just get all this this large amount of money and you're just suddenly having to you know, manage it over time. and if things change, you can also, you know, talk to them and say, hey, you know, there, there, there are differences and circumstances. Um, you know, let's talk about how we move forward from here. So yeah, construction to tech. That's definitely. that was my that was my, my one piece. Uh guys, the rest of you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely definitely promising, especially because of, you know,
0: Difficulties with like housing and things like that. There's there's all kinds of construction related problems we have in there, especially okay. because things that tie into rent and all that kind of stuff. I mean, especially it even ties into the whole concept of, you know, lending and that type of thing, how they could potentially work together to galvanize each other. All
1: right, all right.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so, so, uh, Fast. What? What are the, What are the, What else would you like to hear from these gentlemen as far as that idea of attracting uh ideas, attracting people with with startup
2: ideas? Yeah, I think I think from OPE, you know, Opera is definitely in the thick of it. I'm just wondering. Uh, Pakistan is obviously a lot more developed, a lot more mature, but. I'm curious, do you think this is something that would be useful to the technical system? Do you think there are a bunch of companies that could use ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars investments that are essentially crowdsource? Uh kind of speed state investments that are crowdsourced from uh yeah, it doesn't matter, it's just crowdsourced. Crowdsourced from wherever.
1: Uh, yes, yeah,
3: so like they there have been they have been different so first off, my problem or big thing with crowdsourcing is uh, a fundamental trust issue. Mm. Um where well, Nigerians generally don't trust Nigerians. Uh race. <laughs> so um, <laughs> but what I what yeah, what I also what the thing is for me is uh, like. These companies need to actually make a difference and um will crowdfunding be able to provide those amounts of money um while fully understanding the pressure of um something in africa or nigeria the difficulties so i'm doing it um will people be willing to understand the fact that um Thinking about it now, it might actually push for like bigger transparency because if you're required to, or for more transparency, if you're required to keep people updated on how the money is being applied or spent, mm-hmm. maybe it can actually work, uh, I, I guess. Um, currently, what's what exists is like funds that try to do um small amounts of it, so there's micro uh, uh micro learning by yearly. No, micro traction, right? Investment, but yeah, micro yeah, yeah. 50k, right? Yes, yeah, so I put the offer, but they do it in phases. Don't know about. Okay, okay. I'm, just, I'm just going to check this out, yeah? Okay. Mm, yeah, they do it in phases. It's like not. It's not a lot of. It's not white money, but like. The idea is to find like smaller startups generally, people that just have ideas and just want to push it out there. There's also like a, there's a fund from the CCL, uh, I can't remember what it's called, CCL has been instrumental in um small startups and ideas over yeah. the year. Uh, I, I think CCL has success to raise budgets from, we don't know if there are many other CCL. Yes, CCU's fund. I see. Um, it's called Okay it goes Capital Fund. GC the fund. Ah,
1: okay. Oh, and
3: oh, so currently, these are so. There's a micro traction. There's there. Are, there are some other smaller funds too, but these are the people that are currently trying to fund um small businesses. In fact, CCL had something where they were trying to fund um like. Actual like as like market women, oh really? Like down to level. like people that had yeah people that had like really non startup non like like regular yeah. business mm-hmm. ideas yeah mm-hmm. uh, at a very small scale yeah so um played around <laughs> different things but uh, the car thing is one that hasn't really been done well uh, if it's executed really well. I, I feel like you could, I don't know, I, I, I have to think about it better, I, I don't really have <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, I, but
2: I'm wondering if you, even without focusing on, self <laughs> on the self side, I'm wondering if you think there are enough, enough potential startups, like, you know, that three years ago, or two years ago, when, when
3: were you, when did you join? At like the, uh, the beginning. Yeah. What, what How many years ago was that? 2015, Shola had been doing it by himself for like a while. Shola okay. had experience working and building software for a couple of backups. So he started, he Shola started it also started from, or came from like having a problem that he was trying to solve. It was more or less recurring billing. it was originally trying to solve, yeah. So a bunch of people were pushing him to like do something around like recurring billing and he didn't know why it didn't exist. So after starting recurring billing. As usual, you realize that the problem is actually a fundamental problem and not even yeah. like recovery building is you not know, the problem. The problem is like payments isn't even that good in the first stuff. So he decided to start dealing with payments. And then I applied to YC, I think twice, got in the second time. Mm-hmm. It was when he got in that we really started building. So I joined at that point. I would worked for, I built like dashboards for him before then, but YC was really the okay. point where we started building everything. Um, from scratch. So that was me, Shola, and Ezra. Uh so free okay, so that so I'm just trying I'm just trying to create a like change of visual.
2: I'm just curious. So you guys, yeah. Before getting that YCO you made it in Yeah. Do you think thirty thousand dollars would have made a difference to
3: absolutely um time, or do you think you're kinda of Okay. Yeah, absolutely too sure. but. Uh, um to Shola mostly because I know he got a bunch of money from friends. In fact, maybe in Naira itself, Um okay. I, I know he had a bunch of investment money from people in there that was really helpful for him staying afloat on the YC. So, because like big okay. is the holy grail for everybody now. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a but um, people need to so okay i've worked in a logistics startup and i've i've seen them kind of struggle to to just kind of stay afloat over time uh, because of a mix of doing business in nigeria and doing business with nigerians those are two like (laughs) they're they're both problems yeah (laughs) yeah they're both problems so (laughs) yeah so um my experience with that is I realize that by the way by the way that sounds like the title of
1: a good book doing business in Nigeria. (laughs) with
3: Nigerian yeah yeah so so, um like wow like you are figuring your 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 shit out which is where it gets difficult for a lot of companies in Nigeria they're not really a new startup um um this new startup, new technology, um, whole thing, this software push. <laughs> Not like a lot of us are just figuring things out. On nobody has really, uh, um, in my opinion, yeah. <laughs> um, down to even, and they are raising a lot of money, and like everybody's still trying to, you know. Get those clients, kind oh. of like trying to stay. And so, in the early parts of the business,
1: hmm.
3: money to stay alive, or else you die before you even have a chance to, um, yeah, prove anything. Okay. I make money and start getting a lot of revenue, or get right. bigger funding.
1: Right.
3: And for companies at the early stages, to you know, um, my my my, my housemate is currently building a Bitcoin startup, actually, and. Um, you see well for us because like we kind of figured out how to get light in the house as every other nigerian so there's light here Uh so we can walk from home i guess Uh, it's it's good enough he he, he built it with uh, his girlfriend and also like it's very small at this stage. so so we can can provide for the startup Mm. but outside of like unique scenarios like this most people need to find offices most people need to find People to build it for them. Most people are not developers, right. and they need people. They need developers to build stuff for them. Um, and if you are getting an office, you need to provide power. Mm. Uh, you need to sort um, Loma and all the government agencies that come at you every month asking for some, Something. some kind
0: um, business expenses.
3: Yeah, you spend a lot of money on transport. Right. Um, there's the stress of doing all these things together. Uh feel- figuring out how to solve your internet problems because it's just difficult. What I mm-hmm. don't just trying to help everybody with that. You need to figure out where you're going to live and how difficult it will be to get to the office. So like you have to consider all these things. Right. But it gets so overwhelming and uh, people die before they even have a chance
1: to uh. so
3: at the early stages yes, small amounts of investment are very important to keep of company life. Right. The issue now is um what people want for that like small investments the In terms are usually not favorable at those early stages and this is why like a lot of companies shy away from from me yeah. uh, yeah. because as i said also they're still the only girl of you still hope somewhere deep down that oh, you are going to apply to uh, startups or yc or some bigger phone and get some bigger money mm. so you are afraid of giving so much for technically cut and unquote so little mm. um, so early into the business, so right. one one thing that has to be really considered is if we're going to be helping people with 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 um, there has to be there has to be a large part of not not necessarily the majority, but a, a good part of the incentive must be philanthropic. You mm. must understand that okay, you are trying to effect change in a way while also trying to make money from it at the same time, you must understand the difficulties of doing business. Um, right. Yeah, here and now it affects people. Mm. And consider everything, and not make people give you an arm and leg in return for in turn for like your 20k or your 20k. Yeah. So, yeah. across my, my first the first thing I can think of when I think of crowdfunding is what is going to be requested of these founders? Mm. What are they going to have mm. to give in return for all these people giving mm. them money? Like, is Kickstarter going to work like? Kickstarter's model is to give you back returns. The things that are built on Kickstarters are obviously a lot of time. First of all, like problems. Like, yeah. hey, I want to make a music, a musical, a, a, an instrument that plays all musical instruments. It's a guitar, it's a keyboard, it's a piano, all rolled in one. Right. This success, I think one of the most successful Kickstarter um, projects is a card game. Like, yeah. Really, guys? Seriously? Right. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, around, around those things what's what's expected back is oh okay when you're done you give me one copy of your card game right but in nigeria we're talking yeah. about people building say i want to build a a, a startup to kind of like fix storage yeah. um food storage and build like um portable refrigerators or something that can that need to be charged for 40 minutes and uh, going to last uh, the rest of the day. Now right. I need a lot of money to go into research and I need to travel a lot to all these places to understand how these things happen. Right. I
1: mean
3: I'm just starting this company. I need a lot of money for these things. Hmm. Are people going to be willing to give me money to figure out this thing hmm. without the, the expectation of, you know um, man, this this has to yes. Oh yeah equity pretty much.
1: Exactly. Right. Like just give us fifty percent and we'll give you ten K <laughs> so you have, you know start your uh, so yeah, that's a big consideration. Sure. What do think, what
2: do you think would be reasonable? I'm curious. Like you, you feel
3: like you feel the founder's pain deeply. So I'm curious, what <laughs> you think, really? I honestly, for for all my insights, quote-unquote, I I don't know the actual yeah. percentages. Okay, like I've, I've told people before that I have enough um, I have enough founder experience to never be a founder in Nigeria. Like, wow. and, <laughs> in fact, I've, I've worked with so many startups so close that I've seen the headache, I've seen the problems, I've seen how difficult it right. is, and my, I will always just work for somebody that is trying to do something awesome right. so that they can suffer while I just help them build that thing and make it
1: happen,
3: <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's really Right.
1: And,
3: and you know the thing about investment is, the sad thing about investment is, If returns don't come quickly, Hmm. people don't see any incentive to you know keep investing. Which is one of the things we are grappling with. If you talk to any investor Hmm. in Nigeria, if you read a lot of these guys and their blogs, you hear things like, "Oh, we need exits. Hmm. We we need yeah, we need people to you know make some other people some money so that everybody else can start dropping money." Right, right. Well, I'm very. I don't know. I I feel like this is our figure it out phase, and at this point in time, we just need to, I don't know how we're going to get money to just sustain people's ideas and companies to make them come to life, and I feel like the reward is still far in the future for a lot of these people, Hmm. like, all the millions that have gone into, different companies i feel like the investors have to be ready to chill for a while because mm-hmm. africa is just figuring out like a lot of right it, we're just figuring out ways to walk around terrible governments we have mm-hmm. we're just figuring out ways to create value mm-hmm. for one another people are coming like saying as like trump is president america is looking less you know <laughs> like like a place yourself so people are coming down here with ideas, right. um, at the very least, people are coming down here with exposure to other countries and how things work and how they should work. And, I mean, it changes everything. You have a mix of people that have been here and know the unique problems and people that have seen how all these problems have been solved elsewhere. So this is the point where we're really just defining and um, defining our problems and figuring out how to solve it. So I, I don't know how much money we can make investors right now hmm. that's my way of saying it. i'm not really like i'm not really you know that's i don't, I don't think it's a lot <laughs> that's, that's fair so, so, so yeah so let's uh sorry, sorry
0: to interrupt you but let's take a real quick mental break yeah. And do you have a point you have to make yeah. uh sorry bash apologies uh no Okay, so so I wanted to yeah, take yeah. I wanted to take a that quick yeah, I break. Don't, up.
2: I don't respond. Okay, I did what you probably said right now. You just. You just. You just. Yeah, yeah, that's right. fine.
0: That's that's <laughs> perfectly. Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I was. I, was
2: on, mute. I was yeah. on mute. Yeah.
0: I, there, I, there's no okay. shaggo here. There's Thank only bass. You know, that
2: was that was really that was really really insightful. Yeah. For, Very for, much to so. See how how folks like living day to day. Right. So yeah, it's people. a
0: reality yeah. check, big time. uh yeah all right so let, let's take that to a quick break to uh, talk about talk very briefly about things we found uh very very fascinating or very interesting or very perhaps absurd or somebody we want to give a shout out to um this week i will i will get us started and uh for me this week the, the thing i found fascinating was um on on what was it was it tuesday so so sometime this week um our uh, uh, uh a friend, uh not not our friend, not my friend, but uh Mugabe, uh but the WHO, the World Health Organization named uh Robert Mugabe. Mugabe. he's famous for if you know him, he's famous. But um he, he's famous for having led uh Zimbabwe for thirty years, very, very rambunctious fellow who says all kinds of absurd things and acts and all kinda and has, you know, horrible uh human rights uh, uh violation and accusations against him. But for some reason, uh the WHO named him as a uh, some sort of ambassador to fellow African countries for uh for food, for food and diseases and just just the most absurd. It's like, you know, it's almost how like Sean Spicer becomes a professor at Harvard. It's like you know, <laughs> you, you know, the, you guys might have found the the wrong person for the job, and they got a lot of heat for it. But um, that's that's the uh, fascinating thing I wanted to point out this week. Um, Robert Mugabe apparently is a friend of the WHO. Um, I guess if you stay long enough as a dictator, people the international community community warms people around you. Yeah, people start to like you. Yeah, <laughs> people <laughs> <will> start if you stay. People just forget how harmful you were at some point. So, um, that's that's kind of my thing to highlight. Who wants to go next?
3: uh for me it was like a peculiar legal thing okay so i think this has like, been happening since i was born i guess but it was very interesting to notice it this way, like actually notice it so basically when there are portals in the road mm-hmm. and nigerians want to solve the problem they get blocks right and they break blocks are filled portals with blocks and kind of like just expect that the cars are going to run like drive over the blocks until they flatten out
1: right?
3: I fill out the road. So just like I, I parked on the road and I know, see the I know work. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's got to, I mean, I don't know. Whenever yeah, it falls, <laughs> yeah, it's going to fall out
0: again. Yeah, it's not a permanent solution.
3: So, it's like, how is that a solution of like a hole in the road is to make a mountain on the road oh, yeah. and give it to the tires? <laughs> to fix it like don't you pity people's cars it's just like ah just leave it there they'll climb it <laughs> they'll, they'll climb it they'll crush it <laughs> so will eventually become road itself so.
0: fair enough yes. yeah <laughs> just as an interesting note people actually fill roads here with tar sometimes they put like a little bituminous tar inside the the hole or whatever so that's why you see those little black spots in the road to fill out the road and tar works well because it expands and contracts to essentially fit Whatever, to, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever the whole is. It's not a permanent solution either, but it's, it's the uh, advance okay, of. You mean, do, you mean, do
2: you mean private
0: citizen? Um, no, no. Oh no! Oh no! No no no! The government. I don't think legally you're allowed to go out, and fix food <laughs> whenever you want here. Yeah, that's a, you might get arrested for doing so. I think so, but uh, yeah, uh, not private. Definitely not private, citizens. A private citizen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're talking about <laughs> private systems. Oh wow, well, hey, we do want to demonstrate innovation.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Um, I I don't have I don't know. I've been I've been racking my head, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm not coming up with anything that I particularly uh, moved by. But there was one thing I learned. I learned that the, the I've been doing a little bit of traveling, and I learned that the guy that united the the islands that we call Hawaii now.
0: Yeah. His name was Kamehameha. Uh, Kami
2: black. Oh yeah. King Kamehameha. Kamehameha.
0: Kame. Kame, yeah. Kami, Kami, Kami. Why do Kami, I know these things? I'm, black black
2: I'm sorry. And I was like yeah. I was like, hey, like he's depicted as, as black and uh, very black in
1: yeah. <laughs> a, <lot laughs> <of
2: What? their, laughs> a lot of their a lot of the literature. Right. Uh, and I was like, yo, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I did not, I did not realize that. I feel some, someone recently told me about a book that um, uh, i forget what it's called, but the summary is like a day without black people. Like if you, if you, if you take all the things that black people created away for a, a day, hmm. it ends up looking like. And uh, that was a very moving thought. And, you wouldn't have the unity in the islands, it would have been harder for the Westerners to come in and essentially exert any type of rule because they would have had to essentially island help and China. to Yeah, try
1: <laughs> and
0: so I'm conquer each part
2: each of the, whole thing. So, right? Yeah, so you made it a little easier for them, which is unfortunate, but, but also very ambitious, uh, so I thought that was cool
1: yeah.
0: I also think slavery probably wouldn't have been as easy because it would have been much more difficult to identify who was a slave Where you could just pretty much walk out and pretend to be a white man if you're a white man kidnapped for slavery in America, so uh, The industrial Yeah, the industrial system might not have quite run as well as it ended up doing um, Here yeah, for uh, that That's fascinating yeah. That's fascinating um, I uh... My, my interesting thing was a couple of days ago I had an interaction on Twitter with some some people. So this AI researcher at Google tweeted about a black in AI event that they were going to be having at the next research conference soon. And there was a bunch of weird rather shallow pushback to it in the replies, People were like, oh, why doesn't why does it matter if they're black is it's like very unnecessary stuff from people who obviously have never had to deal with the problem of not having representation in fields that they want to be in. Hmm. So it was, it was interesting to give a few clapbacks to, <laughs> to some of the people in yeah. and, and that reply through it. Actually, the, the researcher that tweeted it, Ian yeah, Goodfellow, actually followed me on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is interesting to have.
1: Where? You trolled
0: the troll? You trolled the trolls? Essentially, yes. <laughs> I mean, more, more so telling them because I mean,
1: this is not just about trolling; it's about you know sharing what my own experience is like. I mean, this thing matters to me because yeah. I'm also black, man. I'm also very sure. interested
0: in AI and machine learning, and it, it honestly, you know, makes me feel much better to be able to see people who are like me, yeah. and it, in this field and doing this thing. And it's a, it's a, it's almost oh. difficult for them to understand because they've never been in spaces where there aren't people that look like them. Exactly. Yeah. But you can go exactly. in a parallel to a black church. Would you ever walk into an all African American church? Would that be an easy feeling for you? Even though you know, you know you're going to worship God and those people don't matter there, but but you know you that still gives you a feeling. It's almost like <laughs> Yeah, that's fascinating. Indeed. Fascinating. All right. It's a very good okay. analogy. Okay. So um guys, yeah. uh yes, Mr Ash, you, you had a thoughts? No,
2: okay, I, I was just I was just I don't know. Where you want to step to next? But I actually have to drop off. You have to
1: drop That's off. Okay, perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Had a very great conversation. Thank
0: everyone. you. Thank you so much for being part of the conversation. Thank okay. you so much. And our uh, premier actually has to thank drop out. So, having me. so how about we do this? How about we close off the episode right now? I think we've we've shared quite a robust set of things because half our guests are listening, are leaving at this point. And, uh I okay. just yeah. So <laughs> how about I thank you guys for. being <laughs> Hey Marisol, So Um we've we've had over an hour long conversation. The time kind of flew. Um but but those are those yeah, are the best yeah. conversations. <laughs> those are really are the best conversations when when you're you're enjoying yourself. Um but I wanted to thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Uh these things tend to be very, very in the air for a lot of people. So I think my listeners will thoroughly appreciate the opportunity to learn from you guys and understand perhaps things that are particularly valuable and could be very high impact in the future. And maybe somebody who listens to this podcast goes and implements one of these ideas, or maybe we attract investment from some one of our listeners or something like that. So um, I, I truly appreciate you guys. You guys should please go ahead and uh, give give a final shout-out, like a goodbye to one of my guests. for. Uh, how, about, how about you go first? Uh
1: Okay.
3: I don't
1: know
3: how to go. You just said you just, you're just,
0: you're just, you're just thanks for having me goodbye or oh, shalom. Thanks for like having listening to all my ideas uh, <coughs> and stuff. Yeah. Okay. This was really good. Yes, I enjoyed this very much. Thanks for sharing your understanding of how things really are. I truly really
1: appreciate that. Um Corey, how about you? Um, thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Uh
0: um i guess i i sometimes feel like i have lots of ideas but don't always have a foundation as to whether or not they make any sense but i think this has been a great great opportunity to get that
1: and to share them with lots of other people too
0: awesome awesome and uh, mr bash one and only. <laughs> yeah thank you so much man this
1: is a lot of
2: fun definitely my first uh I'm a huge podcast fan, and this is the first time I'm going to actually be on one. <laughs> okay. Really appreciate the opportunity, um, and yeah, dude, I look forward to lots of other great episodes. You know, there's something Afua said earlier in the episode about writing stuff down, mm-hmm. and you know, that's you know, I I, I get the sense Afua is a little bit of a of a old soul, old school. I think we can just record them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. Some of the thoughts and conversations, I think, you know, what you're doing is a step towards that transparency and kind of carrying on knowledge
1: oh, thank uh,
2: you. that we talked about on the show all day. So I'm very, I'm very glad to be a part of it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so very much. Well, to all my listeners, thank you so much for listening to my three wonderful guests. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and knowledge and experience. Um, this has been our candy idea Pod save Africa. Feel free to like, subscribe, share, tweet, rate me on iTunes, please, people. I'm dead like it is. It's serious. out here in these iTunes streets. Um, I'm currently, if you guys don't know, I'm currently kind of battling my way up the the uh, podcast that are related to Africa on iTunes. So I'm, I'm doing decently well so far, um, but I'm competing and I'm trying to continue to do so. Uh, well, thank you very much, guys, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, goodbye.